I wonder if it started off as an adventure. Hey, come on, guys, think of it as a cruise with a built-in petting zoo. It's going to be fun. But after 40 days of nonstop rain pounding the sides and top of the ark, the cruise lost its luster. God told them it would rain 40 days and 40 nights, but I wonder if they kept up. Maybe they made tick marks on the walls like inmates counting down the days until freedom and Wendy's. And then one day or night, after 40 days and 40 nights, the nonstop rain stopped. Even if Noah lost count, God kept faithful count. The faithful family was still free-floating, but there was no more rain from above or fountains from below. Forty days and nights were enough to wash the entire world with floodwaters even above the tips of the tallest mountains. And everything and everyone inside the ark lived. Everything and everyone outside the ark died. Our friends from any flood zone will tell you floodwaters don't evaporate overnight just because it stops raining. It's not soaking, sopping, downpour today and then a pickup game of backyard badminton tomorrow. It takes a long while for waters to recede, especially water that covered the entire world, even above the tips of the tallest mountains. The faithful family of eight had settled into life inside the ark. Then comes a beautiful, wonderful, comforting passage in Genesis 8 verse 1. Then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark, and God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were also stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained, all because God remembered Noah. Good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you are listening to After the Flood on Simplify. I wonder how many times Mrs. Noah urged Mr. Noah to take a look and see if it's safe to go outside. Go ahead, dear. You poke your head out and see if it's safe. And if you come back with a sopping wet beard, we'll know it's not. And so he did. Noah opened the window on the top of the ark and took a look around. And all he saw was water, water, water everywhere. No treetops, no hilltops, no housetops, no mountaintops. Just water. Noah sent a raven on a recon mission, but ravens are scavengers. Everything outside the ark had died. It was an all-you-can-eat buffet for a raven. The raven never returned. Then Noah sent a dove. Doves are a little more choosy about their dinner choices, and the dove flew back. One week later, he sent the dove again, and this time it flew back with an olive leaf in its mouth. There was evidence the water was receding. The treetops could be seen above the surface. One week later, he sent out the dove again. This time it never returned. By this time, Noah was a spry 601 years young. On the first day of the new year, ten and one-half months after the flood began, the waters had almost completely dried up. Two more months went by, and God spoke to Noah again. Please wait until the ark comes to a complete stop, then unbuckle your seatbelt, push down on the lap bar, and exit down the ramp, and take the rhinos with you. It was over. They ended up living inside the ark for just over one year, staring at each other, feeding all the animals, cleaning up after all the animals, and thanking God for that ventilation system at the top of the ark. After a year of being on board a boat with seven other people and a literal boatload of animals, it was over. They disembarked from the ark different. They opened the door to a much different world. God had washed the world of its wickedness, and Noah 
His family and his floating zoo all came out of the boat to start their lives after the flood. Do you remember the seventh animal that we met in last week's episode? Of the unclean animals, Noah took them in pairs. He took two of them. But of the clean animals, Noah took seven of them, three pairs plus one. Well, that seventh animal, as it got off the ark before it had a chance to fly or run away, Noah thanked them for their service and then offered them up as a sacrifice to God. It was Noah's way of acknowledging God is the only reason we're still alive. In that day, God responded. God made a covenant with Noah that he would never again flood the world with water. From that day forward, there would always be seed time and harvest, night and day, summer and winter. And God painted a rainbow in the clouds to confirm his covenant, that when he sent rain on the earth, God would also send a rainbow to prove he would not flood the earth again like he did in Noah's day. And for thousands of years, regardless of how the rainbow is used today, a rainbow has stood as God's symbol, that God is holy, he is merciful, and he keeps his word. Genesis 9 verse 28 records a very interesting, comforting phrase. And Noah lived after the flood 350 years. A dear friend and evangelist, Nick Mahaney, came to Mount Vernon a few months ago and he preached a powerful message of hope called Life After the Flood. Because there is life after the flood. I wish I would have read these inspired words in Genesis 9 about life after the flood during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic and during the worldwide riots, when it seemed like our world was on fire, literally. It seemed like more mandates and lockdowns were coming our way. It felt like the flood would never end. Perhaps you remember during those days asking somebody, do you think this will ever end? And we just shook our heads and shrugged our shoulders and said, I don't know. It felt like we would be sentenced to live a life of fear on board a boat with no direction for the foreseeable future. But here we are, over two years later, and we are living life after the flood. Whatever makes national news today may not even make local news tomorrow. Take heart, my fellow followers of Jesus, there is life after the flood. Maybe you're walking with family or friends through a prolonged illness, or you're making funeral arrangements, or adjusting to life as single, or eking out a new living after the company closed. The flood feels like it will last forever. But hold tight to your faith and to the comforting words of Genesis 9, verse 28. One day, sooner or later, the rain will calm, the waters will recede. You will take a deep breath and you'll be able to look back and write of your life the same inspired words Moses wrote of Noah's life. And they lived after the flood. Join me in prayer, would you? That God would help us to trust him as he steers the boat that we would trust him, we would trust his timing, we would trust his direction, and that we would keep a hold of our faith, that we know God is in control, and one day, when he's ready and we're ready, there will be life after the flood. Lord Jesus, we trust you completely. We don't have to have an explanation. You don't owe us anything. You don't owe us a timeline. You don't owe us a reason why. We trust you. I pray today, especially for those who are dealing with the floodwaters, dealing with the rainwaters, those who are in so much angst and turmoil, those who are, have so many questions, God, I pray, minister to them today, Jesus. I ask you to comfort them, speak to them, 
Help them to see there is life after the flood. I pray, Lord God, for those who are adjusting to life after the flood. I pray you would help them as they adjust to a new life, as they adjust to a different life. Please minister to them today, Jesus. Help all of us, Lord, to look to you no matter where we are, what we're going through. Help us to look to you, to believe you and trust you. You will always do what is right. You will do what is best. We love you. We trust you. We thank you for life after the flood. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, Simplify listeners, making this part of your devotional life. If you know somebody going through a flood right now, would you please share this episode with them? Also, subscribe, like, follow, click on the thumbs up button so you won't have to miss any episodes and you'll continue to walk with us through Simplify. Head over to PentecostalPublishing.com. There are a couple of resources I would love for you to check out. And if you use promo code SIMPLIFY at checkout, if you've not used it before, you will save 10% off your entire order. That's right, your entire order. What? Your entire order. That's 10% off if you use promo code SIMPLIFY. And you can pick up Simplify, the devotional that launches podcast, or 10 words, or both. That's a practical look at the Ten Commandments, and in the works is a book on the Beatitudes, similar to Ten Words, but on the Beatitudes rather than the Ten Commandments. All of that is or will be at PentecostalPublishing.com, also Amazon, and if you live in the Mount Vernon or Knox County, Ohio area, you can find both of those books signed at a charming bookstore at the corner of South Main in East Ohio called Paragraphs. Next week, we continue walking through this beautiful story of beginnings, and I want to share with you a devotion called Babel, B-A-B-E-L, not B-A-B-B-L-E. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week, and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplified.